Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. From Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. everybody and welcome along to another one of our broadcasts we're live this weekend from the canadian time motorsport park facility just outside bowmanville ontario as this is now i think our fourth or maybe even fifth consecutive weekend certainly um, five out of six weekends where we're bringing you live uh, sports car and endurance racing part of a double header this weekend uh, with the european team in portugal soaking up the sun there in Southern Europe for the 24-hour race at Portimao. But for us here on RS2 IMSA Radio, uh, we are all about IMSA and the festival of GT and endurance racing that is the Mobile One Sports Car Grand Prix here at CTMP, Canadian Time Motorsport Park. The whole team is on hand, Brian Till, Jeremy Shaw, Shea Adam and me, John Hindov, and we'll kick off our international broadcast with the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. Free practice one live from Trackside, next here on IMSA Radio. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Let's head straight down to the pit lane where we will find Shea Adam who has been luxuriating in the warm summer Canadian weather for the last week or so since we last spoke to her at Watkins Glen in the Finger Lakes region of New York State. It's been gorgeous. You've been up in the lakes here as well. And now we get back to business here. What could you tell us about Mission Pilot Challenge this morning? What we should be looking forward to? Uh, you should be looking forward to a couple of different names on some race cars. For the two Multimatic Fords, we welcome them back to the paddock. It's been a little while as the green flag is now flying for the cars that were already waiting in the fast lane, which include both of those Mustangs, the number 15 shared by Ben Rhodes and Grant Enfinger this weekend, and the number 22 with a couple of NASCAR Trucks champions. That's Johnny Sauter and Matt Crafton in those two and for a local favorite compass racing in their mclaren the number 76 this weekend not driven by paul holton in his place will be paul reese because paul holton will be taking part in the WeatherTech race this weekend as the mclaren makes its return to that series that's just three of the cars to keep your eyes on as this session gets underway the other thing john we were expecting automatic racing to have a second brand new aston martin gt4 they have it here but the 09 right now is the old model spec. So I'm going to have to oh. do some digging to find out why that one is being utilized instead of the new one. Thank you, Shep. Shout him down in the pit lane in our booth overlooking the final corner. Turn 10 here is Jeremy Shaw looking out on a green and pleasant site. Already the camps grounds are filling up. Quite a busy scene that we're looking at here. The, uh, when I got here on um, first came the track, I think on... Tuesday or Wednesday, there was absolutely nothing here, and it's been great to watch the 
racetrack come to life. We have got cars on the track and looking forward to a good weekend of racing on a track, Jeremy, that always brings us action and excitement here at Canadian Time Motorsport Park. Uh, yes, it does. And uh, for the Michelin Pilot Challenge, uh, new tyre for this season compared to the last what, um, long time. Sooner than ever, yes. Yeah. Um, so it, that, that's been a, 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 a change for the teams. Also this year, for Canadian fans who might not have seen this, these cars so far this season, no ST division, no, no uh, street tuner Good category point. these days. It's been replaced. Uh, last year we had TCR making its debut uh, as a, a third category. This year it's just it's the, the secondary class, and, th and that is it. No more STs, so TCR's taken over, and TCR is, is growing uh, pretty much with every with every weekend. It's certainly uh, an intensely competitive class. All front-wheel drive cars, uh, s super fast, mm. uh, a lot of horsepower, and, and a lot of fun to drive. And we've got we're actually a couple of cars down this weekend for for uh, for different reasons, including the fact what the number one of, one of the LA Honda World uh, Honda Civic TCRs was badly damaged last weekend, not repairable for this weekend. So that number seventy-three car, well, okay. Right, there's a bit more explanation required. Number 73 car actually won last time out at Watkins Glen, but the drivers of that car, Michael Lamara and Matt Pombo, will not be driving this weekend because that had been taken over by the number 52 pairing, Max Faulkner and Colin Mullen, two youngsters ah. who are making their way in this sport, and they will be driving actually what was the number 73 car last weekend. Their own car was badly damaged uh, in a crash during the race. And so uh, they are taking over the number 73 car this weekend, but it'll be renumbered as 52. But ba back in the series this weekend is the number uh, 81 car, Mark Motors Racing, Canadian ah. team. Uh, the, the the team made its its debut at Sebring in round two of the championship. We haven't seen we didn't see it last time out or the race before, but great to see that number 61 car, the 81 car back, Marco Cironi and Remo Rosetti to Canadian drivers, and that car should be fast around here. Uh, so, early stages, we'll give you some times in the minute, in a minute uh, or two, but if last weekend is anything to go by at uh, Watkins Glen, Jeremy, we'll be expecting to see some lap records tumble uh, even in these early sessions. What are the times that we are looking for here? Yeah, the uh, lap record, the qualifying lap record, set last year by Alex Prema in a Mercedes AMG, was a 1 minute 24.1. The fastest race lap record was set also last year, but in a Ford Mustang GT4 by NASCAR driver Chase Briscoe at a 124.9. Uh, well, we've just completed our uh, second flying lap around here. And Eric Foss has already sub-qualifying <laughs> lap record. Uh, as I said, the, the old record was 24-1. The, uh, the, that lap there by Eric Foss in kind of a 56, another Mercedes AMG. They were super fast last weekend, all the Mercedes. 123.7 already for Eric Foss, former series champion in ST. Uh, and talking about NASCAR, as you were with Chase Briscoe, we've got a couple of NASCAR truck uh, former champions, actually, uh, here this weekend uh, in the uh, shape of uh, Johnny Sauter and his teammate in the Matt Crafton in the 22 uh, Ford, one of the cars that uh, Jeremy was talking about early on. This is part, Jeremy, of a very successful programme that we've seen Ford Performance doing of, of getting some of their oval, more oval-orientated drivers into uh, road courses, either to prepare them 
for road courses themselves or just to get a bit more experience? Just to get a bit more experience, yeah. I mean, in, good. in the past, the, you know, road racing has been uh, v- very secondary for the, particularly for the for the truck series, the, the uh, Gander Outdoor uh, truck series and also the Xfinity series as well, the secondary stock car division for NASCAR. But these days, with the championships so competitive, you need to be able to perform on all the different sorts of racetracks. So, yes, you're right. Ford last year brought in mainly Xfinity drivers, people like um, like uh, Austin Sindrick yeah. uh, and, and, and and several others last year. Well, this year, they're, they're concentrating on, on the truck guys. As you said, number 22 car uh, will be driven again this weekend by Matt Crafton, who uh, also drove at uh, Sebring, but joined by Johnny Sorter. This will be his debut in this championship, son of, of Jim Sorter. And as you say, Johnny already a very accomplished driver in his own right. And the other car, the 15 car, uh, will be shared by Ben Rhodes and Grant Enfinger. Both of those two very successful NASCAR drivers. Ben Rhodes, just 22 years of age, and uh, Grant Enfinger, a little bit older, at 34. When we last left our hero, James Clay, he was uh, leaving the racetrack to try and make one of three flights to get on a plane and go to Pikes Peak and then drive around a place with no guardrails. So, James, did you have fun up at Pikes Peak, first off? Well, first of all, I made none of three flights, so it was it was really the race to get there, and, and it was absolutely ridiculous. I finally got there at about... 8:45, got to the mountain in the morning uh, with a with a scheduled 10:06 roll time. Of course, uh, with Pikes Peak and no guardrails, things happen, and uh, the schedule was delayed. So it was, you know, easy, an easy run. But um, yeah, great time. I I, I love that mountain. Um, you know, it's uh, it's sketchy, but it's wildly exhilarating. So it was it was a fun weekend last weekend. Yeah, it was a good one, too, in the Michelin Pilot Challenge Series. Finishing second in the race, taking a hold of the championship lead. Now, did Devin grab your trophy for you, or, or do you feel like you have to just go out and earn another one this weekend to make up for it? Well, I told him, I told Devin at the start of this weekend, I think we need to do this again, but this time I'm going to claim my own trophy. But I'll tell you, I, you know, being away from the racetrack and watching the car go around with Devin in it, first of all, it was awesome, and he did an amazing job. But that race just played out um, so dynamically I guess is going to be my word and it was just just crazy with the rain coming and then drying track and rain tires and dry tires and um, man I, I you know I don't know something about it being there makes me feel a little bit better about it um, not that I have any control and not that I need to because the guys are on it but uh, man watching that one from afar was was just absolutely a nail-biter so super super cool to watch uh, watch Devin bring it home and um, you know fantastic result for us. What sort of things are we expecting out of the BMW M6 GT4 this weekend? How competitive do you think it will be at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park? I don't know. We were we were super competitive at uh, at Watkins, obviously, and maybe maybe a little bit too much. So we've we've uh, we have a little less power and a little more weight this time around. But um, you know, I don't know. We've we've got a great car, and we this this track always suits um, our car well. Uh, a BMW with good flowing fast turns. Um, it, it really likes the Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and Devin and I both love this track. So um, you know, however it shakes out, we I think we typically punch a little bit above our weight here, and I think we're in for a decent result good luck this weekend and hopefully this time you can actually drink the champagne <laughs> thanks jay uh, and just a note of course we pass on our condolences to the family of carlin dunn the ducati motorcycle rider and four times a winner uh, in his category at pikes peak who tragically lost his life within sight of the finish line uh, last weekend on a run that would have uh, probably have broken the motorcycle record for his class and uh, uh, all our respect and condolences to his friend and family, proving once again that motorsport is dangerous. 
Uh, Jeremy, uh, time's coming in now. Time's coming in, yeah. 23.7 for Eric Foss in Marilla Racing, Mercedes car number 56, followed by the two Team TGM Mercedes, Guy Cosmo in car number 4, Owen Trinkler, defending series champion, having, but having a dismal year, in car number 46. Uh, 123.8 for Cosmo, 124.1 for Trinkler. James Clay, that's impressive. Uh, he, he's he's just set the fourth fastest time according to the charts here, 124.2, despite the fact he was Devin, speaking moments ago. We think it's Devin Jones in that car, <laughs> the name. Exactly. Otherwise, he was throwing his voice rather That's impressively. Saying. That's what I'm saying. Mm. So uh, don't don't necessarily trust uh, the scoring system there, but uh, yeah, that indeed was Devin Jones once again driving that car. And the BMWs this weekend, as James was saying, a little bit more weight, 20 kilos of weight added to the cars. Also, uh, they've got their... Fuel capacity size has been come down a couple of litres from 80 to 78 litres for a full tank of fuel on the BMW. Also, uh, as you said, a little bit uh, a little bit less horsepower this weekend. Uh, they have a sort of a, a chip that they can plug into the electronic system and there's a, there's a kind of a gold chip and a silver chip. Uh, they've got to use a silver one this weekend rather than the gold. So it comes down a little bit on the horsepower. The Mercedes, which is absolutely dominant really at... Um, at uh, Watkins again, along with the BMWs, as we said, they were very, very closely matched, those two. Uh, they've got the same weight from last time, but they have the MAP 2 as opposed to MAP 3, which, again, I think is a little bit less horsepower than was available to them at Watkins Glen last time out. But certainly the BMWs and the Mercedes uh, were, were the cars to beat, perhaps, last time out. But it was a great race and uh, a real thriller towards the end with those changeable conditions and a, just a brilliant drive by Dylan Murray to bring number 35 Mercedes team home with the victory. Uh, also hats off to Jerome uh, Blakemolin, who was a third driver in that car, and particularly to James Cox, who's a regular driver, co-driver for Dylan Murray. And James did a, just a, an excellent job in the first into the race to hand that car over to, first of all, to Jerome and then to Dylan uh, in, in, in good shape mm. after the opening stint of the uh, longer race at Watkins Glen. Uh, good morning to Adam Green. Not sure where you are in the world. Good morning, it is here, quarter past three in the afternoon back in the UK. He says he's working from home today. Uh, excited to be listening to us broadcasting live from CTM. A beautiful day here, Adam. I noticed you didn't put working in inverted commas there, um, but glad to see you are working really hard from home today on a Friday. Long weekend maybe coming along. Very busy weekend for us here with full live coverage of all of the sessions from Michelin Pilot Challenge and the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car uh, events and uh, for the Mobile One Sports Car Grand Prix. And, of course, we'll have sound and vision for the uh, IMSA Prototype Challenge, their three-hour race on Saturday. Brian and Jeremy uh, looking after that one and we'll also have sound and vision for the pilot challenge this race which is also on Saturday going back to its two hour format after the extended race at Watkins Glen uh, and sound and vision too all live all free no blocks no breaks for the qualifying for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship as well uh, which comes up tomorrow so all, all of that is live in sound and vision wherever you are in the world if you're in a uh, a territory that doesn't have a network TV deal for WeatherTech, uh, then you will be able to watch IMSA TV or via the player at 
uh, radio-show.co.uk. Uh, and that, again, will be without any interruption and we'll have the whole race live for you. Uh, Shay Adam with what she's described as a tidbit, which I'm uh, intrigued. Timbit. Oh, a t- a timbit. No, right. tidbit of Very information. Good. Yes, I like timbit. Obviously, it's a timbit of information while we're here. <laughs> yes, right. um, and now that's just made me hungry, so darn it. Um, yes, the Murillo Racing Crew. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy said that they were at the fastest by quite a bit uh, record-breaking over last year already? Yes, yes, 56 car. Yeah, here's the alarming thing. Eric Foss thinks that their car can go a heck of a lot faster because they brought the car in they tinkered with it they did some setup changes moved the suspension a little bit kept him in here for about five six minutes and then they just sent him back out so he's on an outlap watch the number 56 the orange mercedes amg because eric foss is still behind the wheel and he thinks he can go even faster just 0.094 of a second ahead of Guy Cosmo in the first of the TGM cars in second place. Now that number four car has just squeezed up to second position. Yeah, indeed. And up into third position, Corey Fergus in the motorsport in action car number 69. That's one of the two McLaren 720S GT4 cars. 124.0 for Corey Fergus. He'll be sharing that car with uh, Montreal's Jesse Lazar. Uh, also an improvement a couple of laps ago from Robin Liddell in the Rebel Rock Racing Chevrolet Camaro GT4, always a fan favourite, car number 71. They had a great result last time out at Watkins Glen, a fifth place finish for Robin and uh, Frank Depew, the regular co-driver there, joined for the long distance race by Andrew Davis. Of course, Andrew Davis and Robin Liddell won this championship uh, what three three years ago so good to see them back uh, it'll be just robin and frank Depew driving i think this weekend that number 71 car is making good strides forward and super to see the chevy competitive at the front of the field yeah as it was last week yeah and uh, robin very very excited about that getting mm-hmm. that project together remember they had a, a couple of three uh, sort of wild card entries uh, last year turned into a full season entry this year for that chevrolet camaro gt4r uh, and Eric Foss, good to his, true to his word. Improvement there for car number 56 at the top of the charts. 123.506 now for Eric Foss. And fastest in TCR. Rounding out the top 10 at the moment is Michael Lewis in car number 98. That's one of two. Brian Herder sport with Kerr Bagajani and Hyundai Velosta in TCR entries. The other one, number 21, which is in fifth position in TCR at the moment. Making his return to the TCR Championship this weekend in car number 17, Britt Casey Jr., uh, last year's champion in TCR, drove for the Compass Racing team last year. This year, unfortunately for Casey, only sporadic outings, but last time out he drove his last time. He didn't race last weekend at Watkins Glen, but he did race at Mid-Ohio, sharing at number 17 car, which is the second now of two JDC Miller Motorsports Audis, finished second at Mid-Ohio, and looking to uh, have another strong run again here this weekend. And Britt Casey uh, last year was the uh, the pole sitter uh, and also set the fastest lap of the race. And did he win it? I can't remember now. Uh, yes, he did. And won the race as well. That was with Tom Long one year ago. So Britt Casey Jr., welcome back to him to the driver's seat and already second fastest in the early stages of this first practice session. Uh, which still has 43 minutes to go. TCR, uh, TCR is what I was going to say there. Spending too much time in Europe. Uh, (laughs) It's the Hyundai Veloster NTCR. 
Uh, we might lose behind the wheel of that. That car was very quick uh, last weekend, and that is the car that is leading out with a 124.484, which undoubtedly, as Jeremy scrambles for his piece of paper, he will tell me that that's a new track record as well, or it would be if it was in a, a competitive session. Audi RS3 LMS TCR DSG for Brick Casey Jr. Uh, is what, you forgot the XYZ. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, do you remember the old Fords, uh, the GT XLRs that they used to have? Um, in third position, another one of those Audis with lots of three-letter acronyms uh, for Marco Cerroni, the number 81. That's the Mark Mortis car. That's the, it used to be silver, that car. I haven't seen it yet. It used to be a sort of standard Audi silver and looked very, very uh, neat and tidy indeed. But I have to say, I haven't seen that car go past me yet, so I'll keep an eye for, for when that car comes back round. Just coming in front of us now is the number 54 of Stephen Simpson. Here goes through. There's the 23. You can't miss that one, the Purple People Eater. James Vance behind the wheel of that in 10th position uh, for that Audi. And we have a slow Audi coming into the pit lane now, which is holding up uh, another car. And that's one of the R8s that it's holding up. And the that's 61 car coming into the pits. Was it the 61? Right. Yeah. I was going to say I didn't quite catch that. The, the top eight, by the way, in TCR so far in this session, underneath the old lap record, which is a 126.011 set in qualifying last season by Britt Casey Jr. So top eight quicker than that. 24.4 now for Michael Lewis, who um, is now uh, in second place in the championship in TCR, just eight points behind Shelby Blackstock and Tom O'Gorman. They drive number 37 LA Honda World Honda Civic TCR. Uh, those two, the, the top two in the championship. Then the second place finish last time out for Wilkins, Mark Wilkins from Ontario and Michael Lewis. And they were looking good to win that race until the closing stages. They chose wet weather tyres for that run to the flag and they, they led uh, up until four or five laps from the end when the track was drying out and they were overtaken by Matt Pombo and Mike Lamara for Honda. They went on to win the race. So the Hyundai had to settle for, settle for second place there. But... On top of the win in the previous race at Mid-Ohio, that uh, Hyundai Veloster team of Brown Herder Autosport is certainly very, very strong in the championship. Overall, it's still Eric Foss that leads away. 123.506 for the Marilla Racing Mercedes, kind of a 56. Guy oh, Cosmo. Gone. He has gone quicker then yep. since he yeah, went back. Yeah, his word, yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, 123.8 for Guy Cosmo, remains second. Corey Fergus... In the McLaren, kind of a 69, 124.0. Then Scott Hargrove, a good improvement, a very good improvement. Car number 13, that's the uh, AWA Porsche 718 Cayman GT4 Club. So nice. All these, these names in this category seem to roll off the tongue these days, mm. don't they? Porsche 17 Cayman GT4 Club. So Audi RS3 LMS TCR DSG XYZ. Uh, forget the XYZ. That's just my um, curious sense of humor, but uh, rather too many. Audi RS3, let's just go with that, shall we? But yeah. there's a great, great run there by Scott Hargrove. And the Porsches for this weekend, they got a little bit of a help in the balanced performance compared to last weekend at Watkins Glen. They were all really struggling last weekend, uh, first of all, with the, the, the balance and the weight of the cars, but also they were struggling with overheating in the engines as well. So these hot temperatures this weekend are not in their favour, but 25 kilograms less weight on the Porsche for this weekend. Okay. So that was already by some margin, the, the lightest car in the field, and now is, is, is more so by 25 kilos. So expect to see that car um, a little bit more competitive this weekend, as Scott Hargrove, who who uh, is also doing a triple duty this week, 
No, job double duty against this weekend. I don't think he's driving the Porsche, but he is driving in the IMSA World Tech Sports Car Championship for the FAF Motorsports team. Yeah, and back in the old days, we wouldn't have been able to have balance of performance differences between races that were only a week apart because IMSA's regs meant that you had to give a two-week notice. But now on this rolling uh, two-race BOP, then it can happen, and it, it has happened in uh, both IMSA pilot uh, Michelin Pilot and in the WeatherTech Championship. We'll come to those uh, a little bit later on. How are the Alphas doing? I'm being asked on at IMSA Radio. And not so well this morning. Uh, I just saw the mostly red one, still with its uh, front end that was repaired last weekend after a very big impact indeed, and they did very well. Just heading out through Turn 2 at the moment and up the hill at Turn 3, that little Alpha Julietta, the... Uh, number three car, and the number five, Jeremy, is a little further down. Yeah, in 34th position, 13th in class. Those two bring up the tail of the class at the moment in TCR, but uh, I'm sure there's more to come. They're just getting into the swing of things here. But a great run for both of the Alphas last weekend. A, a heavy crash uh, in qualifying, actually, for Alex Popow in car number three. Just an incredible job by uh, Lewis Malone's team, there to get that car out for the race. I mean, the front end of it was basically destroyed, particularly the left front. Somehow, they cobbled it all up together again, and the car was very fast in the race. Unfortunately, they had a, uh, I think it was a turbo problem during the race, yes, uh, which they had to change and did so during the race. Just a, a sensational weekend for that team in terms of grittiness and performance. And number five car also was very quick last weekend. They had uh, some some difficulties uh, perhaps in the race, but certainly had a good another very very strong run as well. That was for Roy Block and Tim Lewis Jr. They came came home with a sixth place finish, but the car was faster than that, and they intend to show that again here, north of the border at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. So head back down the pit lane. Shea Adam is down there, starting to get a few cars coming in now. Shea, is this making changes or are they uh, changing drivers? A little bit of both. I'm seeing more setup changes than driver changes at the moment. But, of course, I went over to try and find Mark Wilkins. And he had put his helmet on to get in the car because you guys were saying such nice things about the Hyundai team. So thought I would come back down to a guy who we talked with extensively last weekend, John, but not because of driving duties. Britt Casey Jr., you got the helmet sitting right in front of you. Did a lot of testing yesterday in the promoter test day. How is the 17 Audi? So I think uh, the car, definitely the Audi RS3 LMS, it has uh, one aspect to it that's really strong. It's a high-speed stability. And uh, they introduced a new uh, limit to the car this today due to tire problems. And it's a little bit different, but uh, we're making some changes right now. And we're, I think we're sitting P2 on the board. So, uh, you know, it's definitely getting faster. The car itself, I think, fits Canadian Tire Motorsport Park pretty well. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. I'm not going to jinx anything yet. It's a weird schedule this weekend where normally you qualify the day before the race, but tomorrow qualifying and then going into the race. How does that change your jobs list at all for what you need to accomplish today? Um, I think it really, it's going to be tough because the weather is going to be different tomorrow compared to today. So to get a good read on the car is going to be difficult. Uh, but, you know, the second practice today is going to really revalidate our race pace. And that's kind of what we're shooting for. You know, qualifying is one thing, but it's two hours and, there's a pit stop and there's a driver change. So there's things that go on that can definitely get you to the front regardless of the qualifying. Your car is in the pit lane now. Mikey Taylor is still behind the wheel. When is he going to share with you? When are you getting in? Um, I think I'm going to get in about five minutes, see, see how it goes. He's been doing a bunch of changes so far. So it's cool because we're, we're basically like both really looking for the same thing in the car. And 
and we can kind of switch off with setup changes, and it's, it's pretty encouraging to work with a guy like him. Thanks, Britt. Good luck. Thank you. And uh, several of the TCR entries did have uh, a, a problem with overheating tires, or particularly the uh, the inside of the uh, of the uh, inside shoulder of the tire was having difficulties last weekend. A lot of failures, uh, and as a result of that, uh, Michelin has put an awful lot of work into trying to discover why that should be the case. It was really the long sustained G loads on the cars that were much higher than anticipated, and the temperatures as well last week at Watkins Glen. So. They've been given a uh, some some slightly different tire pressure limits to run for this week. There was a test day yesterday, as Shay was saying there, when she was talking to Britt Casey Jr. And as a result of that, they've analysed the data overnight and made a, a few more slight tweaks to the requirements of the team in running again in terms of cambers and tire pressures, cold tire pressures, and and therefore hot tire pressures uh, for this weekend to try and eliminate uh, that th those difficulties that, that, that we saw one week ago. A couple of other changes here, and, and also to the driver lineup, actually. Car number 97, that's the Aston Martin AMR Vantage, the new the new Aston Martin run by Automatic Racing. Uh, a couple of uh, new drivers to that team this weekend, uh, Ari Baylog and uh, Gregory Leofouge, who generally drive, or, or last year drove with Stephen Cameron Racing. Indeed, last weekend, Gregory was driving for Stephen Cameron Racing in a BMW, but the, his co-driver last week was uh, Henry Schmidt. He's not made the trip here north of the border, but Gregory has, and Ari Baylog uh, are joining back into this series. He, he's uh, concentrating on other uh, series this season, but back in the Mission Pilot Challenge this weekend at the wheel of the Aston, and Gregory up into seventh place. Smiling Canadian just got out of a Porsche after driving around Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. It's no wonder you're smiling, Scott Hargrove. The AWA Porsche, when we last left it, it wasn't in the best state, but clearly it's fast today, is it not? Yeah, unbelievable turnaround by the AWA guys. They they had a destroyed car on Saturday, and by Wednesday they're driving it around the, the parking lot of the uh, of the shop, so I mean, hats off to them. And uh, we put it on track yesterday for the test, and uh, everything was solid, straight. It, the car, the car drove phenomenal, and uh, and now we're sitting P4 here in practice one. Quite a difference from a week ago. So I think, uh, like we, like you said, it smiles all around, and we'll see where this goes. Hopefully, the pace will stay there the rest of the weekend, and, and we can get a good finish for Ori and the team. It was a bit of a mystery as to what actually happened during the Watkins race. Uh, what was it that caused the crash? Yeah, I, I had been defending my position for a few laps, and I think the car behind, I, I don't know who was driving, but I think they got kind of frustrated. And then when I went to block, um, I got hit from behind, and there was nothing I could do to save the car at that point. So, um, you know, it's just, it was unfortunate. I don't think, I think there was quite a bit of speed difference coming out of the corners in terms of power. So I don't think the, the car behind realized how much more power they'd have. And, and then when they ran into the back of me, it kind of caught him by surprise. So, I, I mean... It's one of those things. I, I feel bad for the guys for, for having to work so hard to fix the car. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're here for redemption. Well, and on to happier things. Fidani is a good name to have at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. He got FAF with the home team. The dealership just up the road on the 400 North. You feeling all the support here from all the Canadian flags? I, I couldn't be happier, honestly. The from FAF, AWA, the Fidanis, everybody that's here this weekend, um, there, there's so much support. It's really a home race for us. Obviously, I'm not from from Toronto. I'm, I live on the other side of Canada, but it still feels like just as much of a home race as any other um, as any other home race that you could have. So um, I'm, I'm just honored to be here, and hopefully uh, we get a good result for the Canadian fans. Well, and I love that you're racing with red gloves, too, because uh, those tend to do well up here in Canada. Good luck this weekend, Scott, not only here, but also in WeatherTech. Thank you. Red gloves rule.
Red Cliffs Rail, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, busy lad this weekend. Yeah, Scott from from the Bank Vancouver BC area, and he was brought up uh, with on this sport with Greg Moore as one of his heroes. So that's why the Red Gloves. Um, the the uh, that car remains, by the way, fifth fastest. Uh, Ori Fidani, he, he, he was fourth, you might remember. He's just been overtaken on the speed charts by Gregory Leofuge in the number 97 Aston Martin AMV Vantage up into third position. And that is the new car, isn't it? Well, that is the new car, yeah. yes. So that's a great run for that car. That car was quick at times last weekend, yeah, particularly with Greg behind the wheel. Yeah, it, with different drivers. And uh, yes, it's, it's, it's not really had a... No disrespect. It hasn't really had a top liner in it before this weekend here in the uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge. So good to see that uh, Gregory... And they're still learning that car, Jeremy. It's still very new in its development. And it's super tight running. We've got now the top uh, 15 cars covered by by a second, or 1.007 to be fair. Top 15 cars in GSO. Super tight around here and... All the, all the manufacturers represented. You've got two Mercedes, then the Aston, then the McLaren, then a Porsche, another Mercedes, then the Chevrolet, then the BMW, uh, and a couple of Audis rounding out the top ten. So it is super competitive at the sharp end in GS. With half an hour to go in the first free practice session, live around the circuit on 90.7, 90.7 FM, and 454 even is our scanner frequency. And around the world on IMSA Radio, RS2 on the Radio Show Limited player at RadioLeMond.com. Uh, and at the weekend, of course, for the main race, we'll be on XM Sirius on Sunday as well. And, of course, IMSA Radio and IMSA TV via the IMSA app. If you haven't got the IMSA app already, shame on you. Free to download and we never ask you for uh, any money. Bit of information, perhaps, on which drivers and teams and manufacturers you follow. But uh, then you'll get all of the information that we see here in the booth from timing and scoring. It's all free. No paywalls here. And the opportunity to follow along with onboard cameras, even if the full live streams aren't uh, available where you're watching. But if you're in a territory that doesn't have a network deal for the race on Sunday, then you will be able to follow along on that as well. So plenty of ways to keep up to date as the Aston Martin comes into the pit lane, resplendent with its uh, stripe across the bonnet. I like that. Just off centre and uh, a graded stripe, swoosh type stripe across the bonnet of the mainly white number seven Aston Martin AMR Vantage GT4 Reds orange and a pink stripe i think that's new for this weekend i, I didn't notice well, that last week is that no because it generally runs in in the uh, uh stoner car care colors car number 97 so i don't know whether that's the same car that ah runs. now is that so is that, that the new is this, chassis is this the new car yeah is that the new the chassis number? and the and the other car mm. uh, is uh, is in the chassis she adam has seen two cars she saw the white car last weekend so this is the white car that they did use last weekend did she correct this is the new one, and it's also got an Airbnb logo on the roof of the car, so you'll recognize that little swoosh on the top of that. Now, the other Aston Martin, the other new one, with the automatic racing livery on it, uh, the um, invisible glass, that's what it yep. was. That one is here. I did see that one in the paddock yesterday, but the old car is out on track. I've asked around as to why that's going on, but did not yet get an answer, so I'll have to walk down to that end of pit lane again to ask again. Okay. Has that well, car even been out? The 09? Yes, yesterday. it has. 
It has been out this morning. It's running in 16th position. Yeah, Chris Wilson did some laps earlier in the session, and Gary Ferreira taking over that car. Now there's a 0-9, 21st position overall in the charts, and that's 15th in um, GS. Something like that. Uh, but the that 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 number that the, the zero nine car the the older Aston uh, has we've only seen that car I think once mm. this season but uh, it was on the podium it was uh, in the first race of the season at uh, Daytona finishing second position there with uh, this same pairing Gary Ferreira and Chris Wilson listen so I'm a big fan of that shape of car and there's still life in the old girl and there was a couple of them racing at the Nurburgring Nordschleifer what two weekends ago now, although the factory cars uh, were the new cars and indeed won not the normal GT4 class, but the class above, SP8T. Uh, they won there with uh, Peter Kate, who I was privileged to be a part of the team that he was in at the court of 24 hours a couple of years ago. Uh, Jamie Chadwick and Alex Brundle taking home the big trophy uh, for the Nürburgring 24 a couple of weekends ago in SP8T, which is the sort of halfway house between GT4 and GT3. And uh, that car looked very, very good indeed around there. Not without problems, but that's the nature of the of the beast at the Nürburgring. So Peter was stuck in at the end and had the honour of bringing the car home and had to nurse it home a little bit with one or two issues. But that's endurance racing. 97, out on track. You won't miss it. White, it's at Moss Corners now with the... Uh, red and pink graded swooshes all over it, heading out under the Mobile One Bridge and onto the back straight. Looking uh, particularly spiffy. Yeah, and that's the, the twin turbo 4-litre V8 Correct. engine in the in the new car, the Aston Martin uh, AMR Vantage. The older V8 Vantage is the uh, good old-fashioned 4.7-litre V8, normally aspirated. Makes a great sound. Not Does. quite the V12, sure, but it still no, sounds V12 great. V12 is still my favourite. And uh, that old car, it's it's one of the lighter cars in the field at Aston. It's the first time, we, as I say, we've seen that car since Daytona. It's, it's the, the second lightest car in the field. It's a, it's a full uh, 110 kilograms lighter than the new car, which is a lot more sophisticated and and um, ultimately faster, perhaps, but certainly it's good to see the old Aston because it looks, looks so cool. It does. Good to see that car it's back a, It's already a classic shape, isn't it, yeah. that original Vantage? And, you know, if I had garage space mm. and a, a few grand spare, which I don't, then that would be that would be in there because I, th I think that's one of the the cars that is just going to be a timeless shape. The new one, I like it. It's still growing on me. But the old one, obviously, I'm more used to it. Coming into the pit lane now, actually, that car. And pulls into the pit lane. Um, and there's just something about it that, to me, as I say, it's a classic already. Yeah. And uh, a manual 4.7 would fit very nicely in the, uh, the hind-off fleet. Just saying. Oh, the problem is I'd have to lose one of the other cars. How and, many? You know, too, How many? Too many. Yes. Too many. Uh, improvement for each of the last two laps by car number 69. That's uh, Jesse Lazar at the wheel of the Motorsport in Action McLaren GT4, the 720S. I won 23.776 now for Jesse. He went, he went to the third quickest time overall in his previous lap. Improved again this time around to 123.776. And I think he had a bit of traffic in the final sector as well. So clearly that McLaren is working well around here in the first practice session of the day with 23 minutes remaining. That's Jeremy Shaw. I'm John Hindhoff. Share Adam 
is in the pit lane at IMSA Radio. If you would like to get in touch with us here at Canadian Time Motorsport Park, I share Adam gives Jeremy another slight the heart attack with another entry list update. What have you got here? Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, it's the car that has the minions on it. That's the number 65 Murillo Racing Mercedes AMG GT3, uh, GT4, excuse me. It's Tim Probert and Justin Piscatel listed against that car only for this weekend. No Brett Mosing. So that's different from the first entry list that I saw. And I would go over and talk to Eric Voss, but he is doing extensive amount of homework, writing down his notes from every single turn. And he's been doing that for about the last three minutes. So I, I think he's trying to get it all down before he forgets it. Jeff Mosing in the 56 car, still with the fastest time. Although closer now, Jesse Lazar in the 69 McLaren is close to within uh, two and three quarter tenths of a second. That was the last time around before that car came into the pits. Ted Giovannis has got into the car vacated by Guy Cosmo. That's the number four Mercedes AMG in third. Mercedes, McLaren, Mercedes, Aston Martin now in fourth place. The 97 car, that's the white and red car which we've been talking with that. AMG sourced engine, of course. The technical partnership with AMG for AMR, Aston Martin Racing, and the Aston Martin Streetcars, AML, Aston Martin Lagonda. Just, you know, I'm just throwing in those just to keep Jeremy amused, <laughs> really. Um, but interestingly, in having had a good chat with the guys at uh, Aston Martin when that new Vantage Street and race car came out, they have been allowed to do some significant tuning work on that uh, V8 engine with the twin turbos in the V. And they weren't, I'm not sure they were expecting that, but with the, both the road car and the race car, They've made some significant changes to the state of tune and to how it delivers its power uh, compared to how it would be in uh, a car with a three-pointed star rather than the wings on the front of it. So it does have a very different uh, character in terms of the uh, in terms of the power delivery and, and uh, how it works. Uh, let's have a chat with Guy Cosmo, having given up his seat to the team boss, Ted Giovannis, who's out there now. Uh, let's find out his early impressions of Canadian Time Motorsport Park. Well, he's a happy guy, Cosmo. So uh, the Mercedes AMG around Canadian Time Motorsport Park seems to be a good combination. How did it feel for you? Yeah, it's feeling really good. This team is on fire right now. You know, after winning the championship last season and then having a, a, a pretty solid string of bad luck for both of our cars, um, we're, we're aggressive right now. And we had a great showing at Watkins Glen. Both cars are really quick. Almost got Ted on the podium, which would have been amazing. But um, the cars feel great. You know, the boys are doing their job, and they're doing it as best as they can. And uh, we're all doing our homework. And, you know, we showed up prepared. So I feel like we've got a great weekend ahead of us. You know, the car's never perfect. The drivers will complain about everything. And uh, we're whittling away on those changes. And, you know, I feel like our knowledge of this car is kind of at its height that it's ever been. So but there's always more to learn. You led for a while on pace at Watkins Glen. Did that just make you hungrier to get to the podium? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, look, Ted, is. this program is about Ted's development as a driver, and he's doing a phenomenal job. You know, if you look at the delta between him and the pros for the, for, you know, for the majority of the season, and then you look at last weekend at Watkins Glen, the guy was an animal. I mean, he's closer than he's ever been. He's confident. He's assertive. I mean, he's, he's passing cars. He's... He's predictable on track with the traffic, you know. I mean, the, uh, the TCR cars are malicious when it comes to, to lapping the back of the field there. And, 
Uh, I think everybody's developed a lot of respect for Ted, his awareness, his ability to be predictable, and the fact that he continually is getting faster. This man is 74 years old, okay? He is an Iron Man, and it's just incredible to be a part of what's happening here. So we're excited. We're hungry to get him the, the results that he deserves, and uh, everybody's working hard to do that. He was only a couple of thousands off of the pros going up through the S's last weekend in Watkins Glen. It was phenomenal to see that sort of progression from him. And like you said, an Ironman. But you come to Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, it's so daunting. This track is so scary. How do you help that benefit of saying, hey, man, if you can go flat through the S's, you can do anything to help keep the progression going? Ted is many things, but Ted is not scared. So, you know, we arm him with the information on you know, technique, philosophy, strategy, all of these things, you know, vehicle dynamics, and he takes that and he gets to work and, uh, and he's making great strides. So to see him drive the way that he's been driving, it's, uh, it's really satisfying. Good luck to you and Ted in the number four. Thank you. Yeah, it was a mixed bag, wasn't it, for that team last time out with the championship winning car having had some problems. She plumb in that car at the moment, the 46, just up to fifth. Uh, placed that car though so both of their cars now in the top five so that's good news uh, and with now 17 and a half minutes to go it's been a clean session so far if anything goes wrong now you can blame Hindhoff yeah. and the fastest in TCR remains the number 98 Hyundai Veloster NTCR of Brian Hurd Autosport with Kerbag Ajanian it was Michael Lewis that set the time very early in the session. Mark Wilkins is driving that car at the moment. And that time of 124.484 is uh, not only more than a second and a half underneath the lap record, it's also 14th quickest overall yeah. and within a second of the fastest GS yeah. time. So it's, uh, that's incredible pace shown by TCR in, in this session. And, that and that's going to be a car. real issue when it comes to yeah. the race, particularly the race start, because we don't have split starts. And any restarts after full course yellows because the TCR cars will be split away and the GS cars will all go at the front of the field. Now, as it stands, he's, as you see, he's 14th quickest in a, in a, uh, a field of uh, GS cars that, you know, that, that's almost half of the, of the field that he's got behind him. 38 cars here. Um, split pretty decently actually between GS uh, and TCR. There are um, let's see how many are there. That's interesting. I haven't got class positions down there. Uh, there are 20 23, 24 GS cars uh, in the field. So yeah, he's, he's getting on for halfway up the GS field there, uh, is that uh, Hyundai Veloster. But, I mean, they, they love fast, sweeping corners, the TCR cars. Very, yeah. very efficient uh, in terms of how much downforce they produce with not a lot of overt wings. They've got the big wing on the back, of course, but all of the bodywork is working to produce downforce, to press the car down into the road. And they've probably got a bit more downforce than the GT4 cars. They're not as quite as quick in a straight line. And in IMSA spec, they don't run full power either. Um, they run, I think it's somewhere about 83, 85%. No, no, it's much more than that. 
Is it? Yes, ninety. Is 90 it? Some, yeah, oh, yeah. right. So it's gone up again. Um, but I, I know they're not running to the full three thirty break, are they? They're they're running at somewhere nearer three hundred. The average is ninety-seven and a half percent. And is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Well, yeah. that's much quicker than I thought. Right. I'll yeah. take that back then. Um, no, they're pretty. They're certainly well over three hundred horsepower. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're seriously quick. Yeah, but that's a big big jump by the by uh, Michael Lewis and, and Mark Wilkins. They're half a second clear of well, pretty much everybody else because it's very tight behind that. From uh, second place, Britt Casey Jr. on twenty-four point nine, down to the tenth place at twenty-six point one, just over a second uh, over the next uh, nine cars. Mark Troni, third fastest uh, Canadian driver in the. Mark Motors, car number 81. Great to see that car back again this weekend. And the second of the Brian Herder Autosport cars, that's car number 21, youngster Harry Gottsacker, fifth fastest at He the was moment. impressive last week as well. Caught my eye. I thought he drove very, very sensibly and yeah. very maturely uh, for one of such tender years. Yeah, he and Mason Filippi, the two two youngsters driving that uh, second car, and uh, they're both driving very, very well. Harry Gottsacker's just 19 years of oh. age. Don't. Maybe uh, be 20 later this month. And Mason Felipe from Alamo, California is just 21. Mm. Yes. Yes. And that's the youngest thing. That is the, the youngest driver pairing. Oh, no. Apart from uh, Colin Mullen and Max Faulkner sharing the number 52 car. Colin Mullen is 17. Max Faulkner only 21. They're fourth fastest at the moment in car number 52. That's the best of the Honda Civic TCRs. And Eversley, uh, your heart Honda, no longer on the pit lane, gone back to the garage. We're doing a little bit of a PSA here. What is the part that you guys are looking for? We need a uh, lower control arm for a uh, left front Honda Civic Type R. So if anybody's got one in the parking lot, that'd be great. And uh, we'll, we'll get it back to you by the end of the weekend, hopefully in the same shape. Now, the, uh, we obviously had a tire failure at the last race. That caused a big crash. And... A lot of the parts are, because uh, there was a lot of cars that had problems, uh, so parts are kind of hard to come by right now. And uh, everything was fine, but I think the high loads of the cornering speeds here have just uh, shown the weakness of uh, a car that's been hit pretty big uh, at Watkins Glen. So uh, if anybody can fix it, these guys can. So we'll go see what we can do and hopefully make the next session. Well, yeah, um, on a serious note, you've got Honda of America engineers. Could they take a piece off of a streetcar and make it work for the race car? If we were allowed to do that, absolutely, because these guys literally build the streetcars. You know, we have members from Honda Canada here as well as uh, the U.S. Uh, manufacturing facilities. So if anybody could do it, they could. Uh, the problem is everything's homologated now, so we'd have to get some sort of special help from the series. But, uh, no, we want to put the right part on there. That way we can go out. This track's so fast. That's why we like coming here because it's one of those last real tracks that really you know, makes you suck it up and go for it. So uh, we got to get the right part on there so we can go back out and play later. So it's not actually a streetcar part. You can't go down to the Honda dealership in Whitby and just uh, borrow one. I raced the streetcar at Thunder Hill, and it was awesome. We literally just put a cage and race tires and race brakes on it, and it ran the whole race, and I think we finished fifth or something. So the car could do it, but uh, we put a little bit different parts on this car. If you look at the width of any TCR car, they're so wide, which is why they're, they're able to get the cornering speeds. If you look, I think right now, the Hyundai is like P8 or something GS, um, and we're running around here within five seconds of the times I did in GT3 cars here, which is so cool for a little TCR car. But uh, yeah, we gotta get it fixed, and uh, we'll be okay. Just you know, 
one of those deals, back-to-back -back races with a lot of carnage at the last one, you're going to see things like this. Well, hopefully they can get the 89 back out there on track, and uh, you and Chad can practice going flat through turn one. Good luck. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Thanks for all the fans for coming out, and uh, happy 4th of July to all our American friends. Ryan Eversley with uh, Shea Adam down in the pit lane. That puts me in mind of old uh, days at Radio Le Mans back in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, yeah, we need... Uh, uh, we need a coil pack for a 1964 Triumph TR4 IRS. You know, we always had those going on at the time, at those in those days at Radio. Well, yeah, I did the the, the old Wilhar 24-hour race at Snetterton back in the uh, very early 80s, and we ran a uh, a uh, Colt Lancer, which basically a Mitsubishi. But back then, and we had some problems overnight. I was sharing a car with. Uh, Actually, with Eddie Jordan, which is kind of fun, and John Cleland, who went on to win oh my goodness, touring car really? championships, and and, and Wizzo Williams, who sadly no. died last year. Wizzo, we miss Wizzo. Uh, but no we had, we had some at all there in between the stints. Then no, 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 no. It, was, it wasn't. It was no fun whatsoever that weekend. No. But we had uh, some problems with the with the car overnight when Eddie was driving, and we had a uh, basically a wheel hub failure on the on the uh, on the left front, which was wrongly diagnosed by our then Formula Three driver Eddie as a wheel. There's a real real. There's a wheel falling off. There's a wheel falling off. He says on the radio, on the CB radio. Long story, but we ended up the Clellans, who were Mitsubishi dealers in Scotland, right. bought a car from a fan who just happened to be there overnight. And we switched the the left right corner in that car. That's the old motor motor care of Hinkley team, fun, fa family run team. Great fun, and boy, we had a lot of laughs that weekend. Clans of Kelso up in the uh, yep. in the borders there. Yep. That was that was car park spares. Yeah. The, the, the amount of times the time. I've heard people Brilliant. saying, well, we were on a Capri and we needed this and we found one in the car park yep. and somebody donated. The last time I can remind th remember that happening <laughs> was at Petit Le Mans a few years ago when Aston Martin uh, took a piece off a road car, a front suspension leg off a road car that was there on display to put onto a race car that got dinged as it pulled out of the pits for the first practice. And then it was it was the been the DBR9 I guess in those days and it was bonded um, it was the aluminium extrusions and it was bonded on the front so it had to stand overnight and that car raced with that on the weekend over the weekend um, all times of change yes how times have changed uh, so we've got eight and a half minutes to go you're listening to live coverage from the IMSA uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge here at Canadian Time Motorsport Park free practice one uh, and w it's been uninterrupted at the moment. Green flag for the last 52 minutes. And here's how it stands in TCR. Hyundai Veloster, number 98, leads and is 15th overall in that car. Um, a 1 minute 24.484. Next best, a couple of Audis. The number 17 and 81 cars, 24.9 and 25.1. So that says, Jeremy said, that's as big a gap as we normally see, covering half a dozen cars in TCR. Then it's the second, uh, then it's the first, the Civics rather, the 52 car, Max Faulkner, the young man in that one. He's uh, about seven tenths away from the class leader. And then the second Hyundai Veloster is the number 21 car, that's the black car. Harry Gottsacker is behind the wheel at the top six made up by Chad Gilsinger in the number 89 Honda Civic TCR. That's in the pit lane. At the top of the shop, Mercedes McLaren, Mercedes Aston Martin. Mercedes and Porsche are your top six, and this is how they read. Number 56, that's the Mosing Motors Cars Marillo Racing Mercedes, the copper 
metallic coloured car. Eric Foss now out in that car. He's got two tenths, nearly three tenths really, uh, on Jesse Lazare, who's just gone back out in the McLaren GT4 of Motorsport in Action, the Mia Racing McLaren number 69. Then it's Ted Giovannis in the multicoloured Changes with the Sun, number four. That's the Team TGM uh, Mercedes, rather, AMG GT4. Then the Aston Martin Vantage 97, which is the white, red and pink car. Uh, and that's got Ari Baloch at the wheel of that. Owen Trinkler makes it two of the TMG uh, TGM cars, excuse me, in the top six with the 46 car. Next up, he's half a second away from the best time. And the top six is that first Porsche, the 718-shaped Cayman GT4, but still with the flat six engine. It's got Hargrove behind the wheel of the number 13 car. He's just gone back out on the track, and he is six-tenths of a second away from that time put in earlier on by Eric Foss, the 123.506. Six minutes to go. Nice and tight at the top of GS, mind you. Yeah, yeah, super tight. And we've now got, I think, 15 cars, uh, 16 cars within a second of the fastest time, the last of those being... Uh, ben Rhodes in car number 15, the, uh, one of the two Multimatic Ford Mustang GT4s in the field. Ben Rhodes, 22-year-old from Corridon, Indiana. He's a front-runner in the uh, truck series. He had a couple of wins. He's former champion in the K&N East series. And uh, so lots of driving experience, but one of the Ford performance youngsters just giving him an opportunity to get some more road course time, particularly on a track where they're going to be racing later, later in, the in the season. Yeah, uh, And it's paid off for them in the past. Oh, it yeah. really has. Yeah, They've done a good job. They've gonna, done a good job. Haven't spoken too much about the Audis. 39-2, and two, sitting in 10th and 11th place. Tyler McQuarrie and Tyler Cook out in those cars at the moment for Carbon. At the 39, the best, better of the two cars. And just a little bit off the pace at the moment. Audi just having released details of their new GT2 version of the Audi R8 with nearly 700 horsepower, 640, 650 out of the normally aspirated V10 engine that they share with Lamborghini. That car at the present time, the only competition for the Porsche GT2 that is out there. Confusingly, GT2 fitting in between GT4 and GT3, which, like, surely that should be GT3 and a half. But anyway... Um, that's not for me to decide. That car uh, revealed this morning at uh, Goodwood Festival of Speed. Interesting, not at a racetrack or a race where Audi were competing, which I find rather disappointing, if I'm honest. Yeah, but lots of people with lots of money there. That, that, that would explain that, wouldn't it? Well, yes, and lots of marketing people who fancy a jolly over the weekend, probably. I just find it disappointing um, that... Um, the motorsport departments have to play it, play it to the uh, the whims of the uh, of the guys who want to go out and drink champagne with the Lord. <laughs> but hey ho. Uh, having said that, those they're only what three quarters of a second uh, and eight tenths away from the best time, and it is early days. Yeah, and super competitive. I mean, they're only you know they're within a couple of tenths of the of the fourth fastest time, so it really is tight there. Uh, great lap put down by Eric Foss early in the session. So that one twenty three point five oh six left on lap on lap seven. He's completed thirty one laps in this session. I think the most prolific car in this session is actually Bryce Ward in the Windward Racing 
HTP Motorsport Mercedes car number 57. That's turned, just turned its 34th lap with Bryce Ward at the wheel of that car now. He's sharing it with uh, Christian Hohenardel. That was a car that was super fast last weekend. Both, uh, both of the Windward Racing cars, number 57 and number 33, were quick. Number 33 was actually on the pole one week ago with Indy Doncha at the wheel, but unfortunately, both had problems during the race. Let's go down to Shear. Going down to Shear now, who's waiting at the pit of the fastest car of the session so far. Eric Voss no, showing no signs of coming in. He put his best lap in some uh, 24 laps ago, and he's still out there enjoying himself, waiting to see if he comes in this time around with two minutes and 20 seconds to go, Shea. His crew guys certainly think he's coming in. They don't hold the new Michelin tires unless he is expected imminently. And there are two crew guys currently donning the tires. And yeah, there he, there he comes over the brim of the pit lane. They're on the downward slope of the pit lane are the Murillo Racing guys because they share a pit box with the Porsche GT team. And they, leading the championship, the Porsche GT team, get the second best box on the pit lane. So Eric will have to be mindful of the car rolling forward before before they put it up on the air jacks. Here he comes in, commits nice and early. A little bit of slide on the front tires as they locked up. And are they just gonna put stickers on? They are doing sticker tires. John, does he have enough time to get back out and do one more flying lap? No. Oh, well, very that, tight. A minute 30 to go and a lap is a minute 23. Yeah, no, this must just be a practice pit stop change then because those are definitely stickers and they would not send them out on stickers just for a one-off and they are doing a four tire change. So this would probably be maybe a sighting lap, maybe to scrub in this set of tires, but I'm gonna stay down here and continue stalking him in case he does decide to get out of the orange beast. Uh, David Murray, uh, Dylan Murray, excuse me. That shows my age, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> I remember saying David Murray when I say it. Um, Dylan Murray. Last it, year. Yeah. Um, okay. in the Mercedes just goes a little bit quicker and pulls himself up to fifth position. Yeah, that was a big improvement. He, I think he went from bottom end of the top 15 or so up into fifth place there. The, whether he ran new tires at the end of the session could well have been. That's number 35, the winner of the most recent race at Watkins Glen one week ago. So Dylan Murray, the 17-year-old, up to fifth fastest. Oh, rude. Eric Foss did turn the car back on. He started driving out and he drove back behind the pit wall. So we're not going to be able to get a, a word with the Foss man. Who would you like to hear from TCR, John? Uh, that would be uh, Mark Wilkins, please. He's just pitted in the pale blue 98 Honda Veloster NTCR, which is the quickest and 15th quickest car overall. <laughs> Never mind being the fastest TCR with about six tenths of a second nearly. Uh, on the rest of the field, let me just check that. Let me make that five tenths of a second on the rest of the field. We're not used to seeing those kind of gaps, though, Jeremy. We're not. And that car, I think, has been in the pit lane for quite a long time. I think they parked that car relatively early in the session. D don't know why. As a checkered flag now does come out, and having set that improvement for D Dylan Murray in fifth position, he's brought that car straight back onto the pit lane. Shea is walking down to the Brian Hurtner Autosports Hyundai pit. Past a whole load of people doing practice pick stops, clearly, Shea. Yeah, that, that's a popular thing to do at the end of a session. Now, I do see someone helmeted up uh, in the car, and I believe that's Mark. I think he's staying in the car as they're putting wet weather tires on to drive it back to the pit lane. So we are 0 for 2 in Wh this one. Wave your mic at them, see if you can stick it in through the window or something. Uh, let's see. I just don't want to get run over by the number two Audi, which just pulled into the fast lane. That is Tyler Cook driving Correct. at the moment. Uh, by the way, happy birthday, Kenton Cook, to his co-driver. It's his birthday today. Let's see if maybe Mark would be 
No, he's debriefing. He's still on the radio. I okay. can see. All Th good. Thanks, Shep. Shout him down in the pit lane. Mercedes at the top of GS by almost three tenths over McLaren, Mercedes, Aston Martin, Mercedes, Mercedes, Porsche for your top seven. And for your top ten, you can add Ford Mustang, Chevrolet Camaro and BMW. So only the Audi outside of the top ten from our manufacturers in GS. And they're just outside the top ten. Their first car only three quarters of a second away from the fastest time in TCR. A really good run for Hyundai and their Veloster N TCR. First time that you will have seen that up here in Canada. It was the uh, I-30 that these guys were looking uh, well, who were running it last year. Basically the same platform and uh, a lot of the same, uh, all of the same drivetrain, different body panels on that car. And uh, it has been very successful both here in IMSA competition and over in Europe. Then it's a couple of Audis, then the first Honda Civic, then the second uh, Hyundai Veloster and the second of the Honda Civics. Yes, that's the top six there. And the top six in TCR separated by uh, about three quarters of a second. So the same as uh, the GS categories. Uh, it is a two hour race for the Michelin Pilot Challenge Runners. That will be on Saturday. You'll be able to see and hear that. We'll have vision and sound uh, wherever you are in the world from CTMP uh, on Saturday for that. And we'll be back with more uh, from this Mobile One Sports Car Grand Prix here at Canadian Time Motorsport Park in a little while as we continue with our live coverage from here in Canada on IMSA Radio. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.